Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Show. Tim Weisberg here. Oh, hey. We were just going over the football game. That's all right. That's okay. Now the people that were listening to the football game were like, oh, Spooky South Coast is on? Oh, we should totally just go to SpookySouthCoast.com or the free Spooky South Coast app so that we can actually enjoy the Spooky South Coast show because they're obviously on the air even though there's football happening on WBSM. And I also just hit the ENCO button, which means that it just fired a spot. Eh, well, eh, that's their problem. They set it up that way, not me. <laughs> uh, that, uh, everything's going to be a disaster, but that's all right. We'll figure it out as we go along. Well, we're here to talk about the paranormal, as we do each and every Saturday night, even when there's NFL football uh, on the WBSM airwaves. We still find a way to come in and do Spooky South Coast here this way, the streaming way. However, I do have to say, there's not going to be a show next week. Boo. The Patriots are playing uh, the whoever they're playing. It's not determined yet, but the Patriots are playing the Saturday night game. Right. So I have to be at Gillette. The Patriots are on the radio here anyway. Matt will not be able to come in. So Basically, you can't trust me to sit here and run the show by myself. Well, you so. wouldn't be able to run the show yourself. I know. Because there's you'd have to be over there and over here. Right. Because it'd have to be a streaming only show. If it was just right. on the radio, I'd say, sure, come in. Like, I'll, I could get you ready enough to come in on Saturday night and yeah, run it sure. over the radio, but not with having to be a stream only and, like, you wouldn't be able to start that and then come over here and all that stuff, so. And Moniz, I don't know if Moniz will be here either anyway. I told him to take the week off because of the Patriots, so. Yeah. He's uh, he's uh, on a business convention this weekend, so. Is he? Yes, he's at doing work-related stuff, but uh, he's been out there working the Bigfoot field working uh, some bigfoot mm-hmm. contacts and connections and uh, he's got some people lined up for us to join us on the show coming up in 2018 cool so we'll be doing that and uh, you know maybe maybe we'll get out there and do some of this bigfoot stuff with not now obviously yeah you know, he's he's insane because he'll go out he went out to the berkshires last weekend in no, the frigid you. temperatures and went out there and like nope. researched a case i'm not going to do that but maybe when the spring comes right we can go out there and check out some of this bigfoot stuff with him bigfoot can wait it's way too cold because there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of activity around here for that stuff. I right. mean, he's certainly got his hands full just in this mm-hmm. area, helping out the uh, BFRO. And, right, BFRO. Yes. I want to make sure I get the letters in the correct order. <laughs> helping them out with uh, some of the local cases. So uh, if there's that many cases around, then why not go out and join them on one of these? Because I've never actually done any... Bigfoot research myself, aside from reading. I mean, I'd be interested to check it out and to see, you know, what it is that they do, how they do it, what we're looking for, how to communicate. I think it would be really interesting. And then from a medium's perspective, even more interesting. I just wouldn't know where to begin. And I definitely wouldn't start when it's five degrees out. Speaking of where to begin, I didn't begin the show properly. Tim Weisberg here, along with Stephanie Burke, and the silent assassin Matt Costa is here as well. Uh, So, but you're right. I mean, it's... It's one of those things. I mean, we've talked to guests before. We, we right. had a guest on the show that said that she has a psychic connection with right. Bigfoot. But I've Bigfoot. heard that a lot from different people. Multiple Bigfoot. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how it works. <laughs> but if, so imagine if that happened and you weren't prepared for it. You right. Know? It'd be a little freaky, I think. Like you've been able to deal with over the years learning how to control your abilities around people. People. I mean. And, and people ghosts. But this could be something that's a completely different, no pun intended, animal. I have noticed that I've been able to communicate with elemental type spirits as well. And a lot of people think that Bigfoot is an elemental type spirit. So the chance of being able to communicate is strong. We've had people on the show that have said, um, 
Bigfoot communicates telepathically only. So that's also something that I can do. So I think that that would be a little strange to hear what a Bigfoot would have to say. Um, can you do a Wookiee voice, though, if it doesn't communicate telepathically? Because I think Wookiee voice would work. Do you think so? Yeah. I don't know if I can do that. I think that's why Moniz is so successful at this, because he does a pretty good Wookiee. I know a few people that can. I might have to take lessons. Well, I will say this. Uh on the surface, like it sounds like a good idea, like let's go out and do some, right. some Bigfoot research. But in the end, if you look at it, if you take away the Bigfoot element, we're just going out to the woods with Moniz. That's super creepy. So yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like it sounds like a good idea. Let's go out and do it. But then when you kind of peel away the the crypto element of it, it's kind of like well, Moniz um, is kind of the crypto element too. That's true. <laughs> so uh, Matt, I know that uh, in in the early days, especially when we started the show, cryptids mm-hmm. were something that you were interested in. Have you joined Moniz on any of his uh, Bigfoot searches yet? Um, no, not too much. I mean, I know that we did one kind of, you know, on the island of Dr. Moni. <laughs> right, right, right. I was going to ask, how is that? Do you have Bigfoot activity down there? Do you think you do? Um, we have a lot of, uh, creatures and stuff down there, but not, not big feet. So we have, I've seen some creatures we're gonna, down there. We're going to take a phone call real quick because okay. we, we have, we have somebody on the line that, uh, You're I have to figure smiling. out what's going on here. Okay. Uh, so uh, you're on Spooky South Coast. I don't know if you can hear us, but uh, you're on Spooky South Coast. What what am I what am I not doing right, Matt? I got this one up. Oh, we're on. We're, okay, yeah, phone's going over there. All right, you're on Spooky South Coast. Can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, I got you and the game on at once, uh, Spooky. Right, we're we're streaming over the internet. The game is uh, only on the radio. You can hear us on the radio yes. still. Check it out, hon. Yeah, thank you. Okay. All right. That was that was Dirty Deb making her spooky South Coast what debut. Is it? Yes. So uh, I don't know. So this is an audition, and this is an audition, and this is in mono. So you heard Dirty Deb come over the call, right? It was very low, but yes. Right, but I. But so I we're streaming on the radio accidentally on top of the. Well, I game? fixed it. I, she might have okay. just. She might have called us after. Matt's just going to go check. We see so we have a very high tech way of checking yes. if we're on the radio. We have a, a car stereo that we keep in the Stop little it. room. No, really, really, that's awesome. There's a car stereo in the room in between. You know where we have all the uh, distribution equipment. So he's just going to go check on the car radio to see if you can hear me. And then also we have <laughs> a little we have like a little AM radio mm-hmm. in the newsroom that we use to check for when we go off the air. But perfect. Yeah. So Dirty Deb is actually a long time listener of Spooky South Coast. Right. She listens to everything on WBSM. So I've heard. But this is that's the first time we've ever put her <laughs> over the air, I think here. I believe so. Are we are we still on the, are we over the radio? Yep. There's I mean, that's in program. That's in program. But there's nothing else that should be kicking us out over the radio. Hmm. Should we just stop doing the show? I don't know what to do here. Awkward. That should that should still be in program. It's a good thing that we kept it clean. I don't know what to do. <laughs> how is this how is this happening? It's a strange paranormal even. I feel like I feel like we shouldn't say anything. Right. If, if anybody's <laughs> listening to the NFL game on WBSM and you'd rather hear Spooky South Coast, give us a call 508-996-0500. I don't know why this is, why this is happening, but uh, Matt will get to the bottom of it. He usually does. So part of this makes me feel like, you know, we're totally, I mean, we're totally 
giving people bonus content here because they're getting to hear the game and us as well. Well, we've never had this problem before either. We've uh, we've streamed no problem with the game on. Right. So, what's going on? I don't I don't get it. I'm just making sure that uh, we're not getting in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting any negative uh, text or anything from anyone from the station. Nobody's telling me that we need to stop. So, we're, are we still going over the radio? Okay. Are you saying that because you can't figure it out and you just don't think that nobody's going to say anything? Or <laughs> can you yeah. not hear us? Uh, we're not going over the air. Okay. So, okay. All right. Good. What was it, what it, was it that made us go over the air? I don't know. It's weird. Oh, I know why we were going over the air. I figured it out. Did you? I figured it out. I didn't turn off YouTube volume on the computer and the computer was going out oh, over the right. air until I stopped it. We were looping back through the YouTube. Oh, That's see? Fun. Oh, problem solving at its best. So, basically, what I just heard is it's all your fault. <laughs> it is my fault, right? But uh, and how? And every week, what do I say? I say I have to stop. It's a good thing for Deb. I know. Shout out to Deb. She's still even. Oh. She doesn't even like football, and she's listening to the football <laughs> game on WBSM. So that's uh, that worked out well. All right. So now that we've got it figured out, now we can say whatever we want. Although Matt tells us not to swear anyway, because it hurts our YouTube money making abilities and. Our reach and everything. So, uh, but one of the things that I want to talk about tonight, and uh, we're going to talk about a variety of different things. Uh, first of all, and I know people don't like it when we come on and you know, just basically say, "Here's a list of events we want you to buy tickets to." But we've yeah. got a lot of stuff going on that we we, have a we should let people of know stuff about going on, and we haven't done this in a while, so we can't be blamed either. Right. And it, and it's really like it's January. You're planning your 2018. You're planning right. where you want to go. So we want to let you know where we're going to be, and maybe you want to join us and hang out with us. But because why wouldn't you want to hang out with us? One of the things I also want to talk about tonight is the new World Almanac and Book of Facts for 2018 yep. has come out, and it's the 150th anniversary edition. Mm, fancy. So uh, we we were able to get our hands on a copy of it, and there's I don't know if you're like me, but I will just pick this up and randomly just start reading it. It's not. I like random stuff like that. I'm dorky. You know, some people will say, okay, well, I need to look something up. Let yep. me see if it's in the almanac. Some people will say, uh, I need to find out a specific fact or, you know, I need to know the, mm-hmm. the gross national product of this country or whatever and nope. open it up. No, nope, I just like to open it up and just randomly get lost in a bunch of information. A big old rabbit hole. And uh, so a little bit later on, I think we're going to go through this and try to find some of the fun facts that we okay. can find in there. Because, like, I remember being a kid... And well, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for when we start talking about right. this. Uh, but we we do want to let people know about some of these places that we're going to be. And I totally forgot, by the way, the other night I did a Facebook. I know. Live. I almost typed it in there, but then your your feed actually accidentally cut out at the end. Well, what happened is I hit a button on the bottom yeah, of my phone, and, and I had happened. to hit resume. So yeah, when you have you know sausage fingers, fingers like yeah. I do, that happens. But uh, I did totally forget to mention haunted bourbon, but we'll, we'll add that into the into the list. So, do we want to start in order? From a spooky South Coast perspective, yes. uh, we've mentioned it on the show. We have a couple of events planned for 2018 so far. Of course, we're right. going to add more. But uh, as of right now, we have Lizzie's March to Murder coming up on March right. 3rd. We only have five tickets left for that. That's awesome. And as I said on my live stream, I can fudge that a little bit. 
if like a larger group wants to come or yep. if somebody buys four and there's a couple that wants to come, we have a little bit of play there because, uh, you know, the last- We planned it like that. Yeah, the last time that we did it, we had Ty came with us and Porter. Right. And so I built the event the same way that it was, mm-hmm. but now that they're not coming, that gives us a little bit of a leeway. Uh, so if you do have a larger group that's interested in coming, we can we can make accommodations happen yes, for can. that. Uh, but still, you know, five tickets left and it's it's only a couple of months away and it's going to be, for some reason, I know that the September event was very active mm-hmm. and we had a lot of stuff going on with our old school versus new school approach. Right. But for some reason, those winter events, maybe it's because the house is closed or, or not as busy during the holiday season, but those February, March, Lizzie Borden events, they we do are always, they're always super active. Yep. So, you know, we can't promise anything. Well, but it's because the thing that lives in the basement likes to feed off of the energy that walks through the house. And if there's not a lot of it, it's super hungry. Uh, I also think, too, part of it is maybe the time of year has something to do with it. You know? It could. Maybe it's just because it's winter and, and maybe it has something to do with the energy that we're giving off or, you know, especially when we all want to huddle together in one room for warmth. Right. Although it's always warm there. It's not like it's going to be cold. No, but. it's usually pretty warm. I, uh, it's, you know, the higher you get in the house, the warmer it gets, too. Um Hanging out in the basement in the middle of winter is not fun. Yeah, it doesn't get it doesn't get that cold. No. I mean, it's, it's sweatshirt weather, right? Like I don't have to put a jacket on or anything. But uh, so that's coming up March third, and then the other spooky South Coast event that we have is the Exoneration, mm-hmm. which is uh, October thirteenth of twenty eighteen, and that's where we're going to be going to the Reverend Parson Barnard House, and uh, and I know that you might have something. That comes up between now and then. But as of right now, you're, you're booked at the event. Right. And uh, it's going to be a night where we're going to be focusing on Reverend Parson Barnard, who was always thought to be one of the accusers in the Salem Witch Trials. Mm-hmm. He was always thought to be somebody who was the right hand of Cotton Mather and was going out and accusing some of these innocent people of being witches. And the research that the historical society there, the organization, has done is that they're finding that that's not the case. They're finding that Thomas Barnard actually tried to stop some of the stuff that was going on with the Salem Witch Trials. And that in later in his life, he was you know somebody who was very well-respected and very well-revered, and he didn't carry this stigma or connotation with him. And so when we were there last time, just conducting our investigation, and actually it was before we'd even started investigating, really, uh, we had Greg who is the caretaker there, he took us into the house, showed us around the house, mm-hmm. and then he walked us over to the cemetery down the street where Thomas Barnard is buried, as, as well as many other members of his family and other people that were prominent in the Salem Witch Trials. And we just happened to glance down at Thomas Barnard's gravestone and realize that October 13th, 2018, is the 300th anniversary of right. Thomas's death. And so I turned to Greg right then and there and I said, we're booking the house for that night. Which is awesome. You're telling us about all these problems that you're having, trying to get the word out mm-hmm. about Thomas's life and who he actually was and what he did, and it's a sign. It's right. it's a sign that he died on the the 300th anniversary of his death is a Saturday night, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a sign. So we worked it all out, and so we'll be there, and we're going to put an entire focus that night. Nobody's going to be coming in that night, and. You know, approaching this investigation by yelling at Thomas Barnard and saying, you know, you're the one that sent these witches to death, you know, these people to death saying that they were witches. Nope. We're going to put an entire focus on trying to get the word out, the right word out. I want to make a big deal out of this. I want to have it, you know, documented for historical purposes. I want to do whatever I can to make it so that this helps 
clear the air for Thomas Barnard. And I think because we did a little bit of that discussion Mm -hmm. on our investigation there in October, and that got a lot of response too. So that aside, there's somebody else who lives in the attic of that house. Interesting. And he's not Thomas Barnard. He's actually a school teacher when that was used as a boys' school uh, after Thomas's death. Who was not very nice to the students, mm. and the students are up there, and the stu- and I wish you had been with me, Stephanie, because right. I really could have used you that night, just in terms of being able to help us connect with some of these spirits, because he was so dominating and overwhelming. The children were trying to come through to right. us, and he wasn't he allowing it. it. And uh, and I've said this before on the show. I've never been in a place where I just lost all of my senses. Mm-hmm. It was like being in a sensory deprivation chamber. Yep. And I'm I felt like I was literally at the will of whatever this entity wanted to do. And so it was very weird. It was very strange. And I hope it happens again Hmm. because this time we're going to come and we're going to be ready. Well, I hope I am definitely there for this. By the way, Matt, totally side note. Did you see Jerry Van Dyke died today? I did. Luther. Mm -hmm. Luther's gone. I just saw it on the TV behind us. So, uh, so that's the exoneration that's happening October 13th. So those are the spooky South coast events. Yes. Now, Besides the, the, the March to Murder event, is there anything coming before the Mount Washington trip for you? Yes. Okay. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on my phone while you're talking. I will be January 21st, so this month, in a few weeks actually, I will be doing a gallery reading for the first time in Connecticut to benefit the Deep River uh, Library. Um, that will be from 2 to 4, and... You can go right on to anything that I talk about right now and in even the events that we talk about. You can go right to facebook.com backslash work at Burke. Um, so that way you can find all the information of where you can get tickets for everything. So I will be in Deep River, Connecticut. Um, I'm excited about that. I was excited when they asked me to do that because I love to help out historical places and places that have such a focus on education as well. Um After that, I will be on the Tennessee Wraith Chasers fan cruise leaving out of Miami um, on March 5th and there are still tickets and cabins left for that so you can definitely check that out um, let's see I will be at the Dunlora Inn in Mineral Virginia for an event with Porter from the Tennessee Wraith Chasers and then I will be I think chronological order Tim the next one is you and I together April 13th to the 15th well not just you and I well, there's going to be a whole no, slew whole, of people whole lineup, there. but that's a that's a big one, and I'm actually really excited for that one. So this is uh, our trip to Mount Washington. Yes, which I I've never I don't think I've ever been to the hotel, and if I have, it might have just been like walking in real quick to check it out. I I seem to have a recollection in my mind of being a young kid and going mm-hmm. into a dining room, okay, and looking out the dining room toward. Toward mountains. Yep. So that sounds about right. Maybe maybe that happened, but it wasn't like we stayed there or anything. It was kind right. of like just like a just quick visit. visit while we were going to go drive up the mountain. Uh, but that was I haven't been to the mountain since I was probably six, five, six, seven years old, and I remember we were trying to drive up it in my dad's little red Chevette. Yep. Not a little red Corvette, <laughs> a little red Chevette, mm-hmm. and. My whole family, I think my littlest sister wasn't born yet, so there's six of us in the car yep. in this little tiny Chevette driving up this thin, mountainous road. No, thank you. Like barely any room between us and falling over the right. side. And my mom just freaking out and saying, like, I don't want to go any further. And my dad mm-hmm. being like, I can't really turn around. <laughs> right. But he found a place and went down. And then I think him and my sister Patty ended up going up to the top. Um, and then we 
waited. And I remember, I do remember like when we finally got down, I was so scared because I was terrified. I'm still yeah, terrified of heights. I don't like heights either. I was so, I remember like getting out of the car and kissing the ground. Did you really? Just, yeah. You I was just so thing. happy to be back That's on the hysterical. Ground. So anyway, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be part of this event and going, yes. getting to go back there. New Hampshire's awesome anyway. I love this place and there's not much that really, uh, impresses me when it comes to, you know, just the look and the feel of the place and the activity in the place. I've had very many weird experiences on my trips there. Um, and I'm really looking forward to kind of going back and, and facing I, them again. I know you're packing the, uh, the whole schedule with a bunch yes. of things to do, but are, is there any mountain time available? Um, on their own, yeah, I'm sure there absolutely could be, depending on when you go up and, and what you take part in. But 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 basically, we have stuff planned for for Friday. We have and for Friday Saturday. night. Yeah, we have Friday night. We have our registration. We have a okay, meet and so, greet. So basically, if somebody's like, "Hey, you want to come up to the top of the mountain with us?" I have an excuse to say, "Oh no, I can't. I'm too busy." Yes. Okay. All right. That's, yeah, but no. Friday night we have a registration meet and greet, and we'll have like a little uh, mingle get together with a cash bar, and um, Saturday. Afternoon, 2 p.m. starts our, well, actually, 11.30 to 12 will be a, uh, a Q&A. But after that, we have lectures and an investigation. And it's not just you and I. It's also Jason Hawes yes. from Ghost Hunters. It's Steve Gonzalez from Ghost Hunters. Yes. Dave Tango from Ghost Hunters. Sherry. Sherry D. Benedetti from Ghost Hunters. Yep. And there's there's one other guy. I can picture him in my head. He's well, bald. There's, there's two of them. But he's, he's, he's got a beard. Oh, no, but this, this, yeah. this is the one I'm trying to think of. Mm, I don't know if I can help you out with that. Uh, I feel like he was just here. He might have been. Oh, of course, I'm talking about Porter. Yes. And so that was the original lineup that was announced, but yes. you, there was a, a, a an addition this week. There was, and I was actually so excited for it. Um, we're going to have Ty go in there. Ty is great. Ty is awesome. And I love working with Ty. He's certainly going to bring an energy. Oh my God! Yeah. To this so to this weekend. Ty and I worked together on the last Mount Washington trip that we did. And we had a really, really messed up experience and we're still kind of dumbfounded by what happened. So I'm looking forward to getting back there, especially with him and seeing, you know, what happens again. We had weird experiences in the princess room as well, but our investigation Saturday, Saturday night is going to include the Brighton Arms Inn, which is on the property, a cemetery plot, which is on the property, the stables, the presidential ballroom and the princess room. And if you don't you're not familiar with the princess room. You have to go to YouTube and look up the princess room from Ghost Hunters. Because Ghost Hunters did an, an episode here. And the EVPs that came out of that episode were amazing. This was actually one of the first, the location, one of the first Ghost yes. Hunters events. Yep. One of their, I think their first Beyond Reality event was there. Right. So we um, were actually, oh God, when, when we did the princess room the last time, the people that were walking out after their um, investigation there, we had amazing EVPs just out of being in there for a short amount of time. So I'm actually looking forward to getting in there and spending some time in there myself. Um, and then Sunday we have lectures again, and I might be teaching a class that Sunday. So it definitely sounds like a, a fun event. That can be found through Bright Stars, uh, Bright Star Promotions. Brightstarpromotions.eventbrite.com. And, and it's B-R-I-T-E on both of those. The price for three days of activity is amazing. 
the hotel discount to stay there, amazing. So you yeah, can't it's not really, a cheap place to stay. So it's not. So we actually worked out a very it's, good deal. It's kind of like it's almost worth just going to the paranormal event if you've ever wanted to stay there just to get the rate. Right. So right. But, besides all the other paranormal fun. Yep. Uh, and then uh, after that, what's what's next after that on the agenda? I have St. Augustine Lighthouse Ghost Hunt with Bright Star Promotions again, and that will be with Steve Gonzalez, Porter, and Doogie from Haunted Towns. And I will be back in Virginia again at the Silver Thatch Inn with Porter on April 27th. I want to throw out a quick question that came yes. up in the chat room. And uh, this comes from Sudan Name wants to know if you think there's a difference for psychic potential at the top of Mount Washington. Does being up there where everybody's, you know, energies and brain waves are kind of... I don't know about the top of Mount Washington because I was way too afraid to go and I actually um, and also end you'd up be, making you'd it. You'd be too cold to actually be able to do anything. I was planning on going. It just didn't work out. But I actually, um, I have said being at that hotel has, I don't know what it did to my abilities, but you walk in and it almost felt magical. Like it was, it was a different type of place. And I know that it's famous for UFO sightings and Bigfoot sightings and everything else. And I took that all in and took it into consideration. But when I went there, I did, I think I did 13 readings in a row the night that I was there. And normally that would wipe me out. I mean, Tim, you've seen me after 13 readings at Lizzie Borden's and I'm totally just fried. I did 13 readings there and I was wired. I'm like, yep, let's, th- th- this is great. Let's do 13 more. And I couldn't believe how I felt. So I think the place and the location and possibly the magic from the mountain does something to me. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing if it's the same all over again. So, um, and, uh, oh, I'm, uh, I just want to address something Scott's talking about in the chat mm-hmm. room. He said, last night's Chronicle was a repeat of a recent show featuring strange houses in Massachusetts or Rhode Island, including the S.K. Pierce Mansion, Maplecroft, and a touched on the Borden House, mm-hmm. and, uh, and also talked about a haunted house in Winchenden that's not the Murdoch Whitney House. And so, Scott, I just want to address that. That house that they showed on that episode of Chronicle is actually the home of Don O'Neill, who right. is the head of the Winchenden Historical Society. So yep. the guy, Don, that lets us go to the Murdoch Whitney house and the Isaac Morse house and that's investigate, house in. that's his personal house. Mm-hmm. And he's talked to us in the past about allowing us to go in yep. there and investigate. I don't think he wants a big event going through his house. but he's uh, And I know Frank Grace has been up there to photograph yep. his house. Anybody that's been to the Murdoch Whitney house and seen how gorgeous that house is and the things that they've done to that house, Don's house is... Like ten times that, right? Because with Don, it's been more of a, a personal collection over the years that yeah. he's been building his whole life, and uh, and so that's that's actually his personal house, which I think is super impressive. Um, so just wanted to address that little thing. Awesome. While while they were talking about it, uh, so and then, um, well, what's what's next on the agenda after that? Um, the Silver Thatch Inn. I'll be there with Porter, and that's in Charlottesville, Virginia, April twenty seventh. May fifth will be the USS Olympia Ghost Hunt. I'll be there with um, Bright Star Promotions again, and that's with myself, Porter, Dustin Perry, Steve Gonzalez, and Tango. Um, June second, Four Adams with Bright Star Promotions. You and I will be there together, and that's a, another great lineup. I'm I'm excited for Four Adams too because I found out while I was there that. They're pretty much allowing us to go almost everywhere. Which they kind of were going to let us. When we did Face Your Fears Night here at the station, right? they were going to let us have more access than we actually ended up having that night. Right. Uh, some things got a little miscommunicated between yep. the staff that we had organized the event mm-hmm. with and the staff that was on scene. Mm-hmm. And so there was a bit of 
some confusion and we kind of just rode with it and said, you know, we're going to just go where you let us go. Right. But there were other areas that night that we just didn't get access to. Like, mm-hmm. for example, we were taken on a quick tour of the Whispering Tunnels, yep. but we weren't allowed to stay in them. Right. Uh, which was, you know, that was kind of one of the areas that I really yep. wanted people to be able to investigate. Uh, but we still did have a lot of activity happening in the places that we went. Mm-hmm. But now with this event, there's going to be more access. Well, it will help too like that it. there's, there's yep. not a wedding happening at the same time, too. Um, I there is not. They're not booking anything else at that. That was that was time. a big holdup for a lot of the stuff we wanted to do. Yes, um, and originally there was supposed to be something else on the original date that we were looking at, but now that we moved the date, we should be the only ones there. Um, and God, the, the place is six acres. It's huge. And what's great about Fort Adams is when we get there and we are all in for the night. We're locked That's into the it. fort. Yes. So nobody's getting in. Nobody's messing with us. Mm-hmm. When something happens, you know, and you know where everybody is, there's no way somebody snuck in and is trying to mess right. with you. And we will literally have the run of the place. And we're surrounded by water. Right. Running water. In in a in a building that's built yes. entirely out of, you know, uh, very quartz-rich yep. rock and, uh, and granite. So the whispering tunnels are going to be worth it alone. Yes. Watching John Brightman trying to maneuver the Whispering Tunnels alone is going to be worth it. You said you actually toured with him trying to go in there? Yep, it was pretty funny. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I have to duck. And I am not a tall man. Right. He probably has to go hands and knees. Um, It wasn't that bad, but then again, I was walking freely in front of him and not really paying attention to what he was doing. So, I might not have cared too much. And surprisingly, there's not a lot of spiders in there either. Actually... No. There's some. I mean, especially when you first start going down. But when you're walking through, usually it's pretty clear because they take the tours in there and stuff. Right. So. I um I made somebody else go first for that reason only. So uh, with that event, too, uh, one of the other things that uh, I remember from our investigation is mm-hmm. we went into that particular casement that is off to the side, which is not an area that people get access to. We are allowed in that now. On tours. Yep. Well, and we we were lucky enough to get that spot on, yep. on the night that we investigated. And uh, when we went down the corner, so basically it's this big empty casement where in the middle of it, we were getting this strange EMF spike Yep. on everybody's detectors, mm-hmm. on in every piece of equipment spot. in the same spot. And there was, there's no electricity there's running not. to the spot. And there's no explanation as to why this is happening. So we think there's just some sort of of natural EMF field that's coming from there. Maybe there's like a geode buried under the ground or something, but there's something that's causing this. Mm -hmm. And now that we know that that's there, I think we can kind of flip it around. And whereas last time we were trying to figure out why it was, like now we can kind of just accept that it is and maybe try to use that to power up what it is that we're doing. I think that's really interesting. And I was telling the staff that um, walked us through about that and she was really interested in it. She said that a lot of them have experiences and they would love you know to come and and work the event as well so i'm really looking forward to that um that lineup we have porter dave tango steve gonzalves jason hawes and samantha hawes and tim and myself so that should be a really good night i i'm excited and and what's great about this too is uh, you know, a lot of people look at this and they say, oh, you know, I've, I've watched ghost hunters and I've seen how they do things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they might say I might be intimidated to investigate with ghost hunters based on the way they do. Right. They're not like that when they're doing this. Like 
it's not like you have to jump into this and know the TAPS way. Oh, And no. you have to jump into this, right? Like, they're there to help you. Yep. They're there to teach you. They're there to show you the tricks that they've learned over the years. Mm-hmm. But they're also there to, to try new things that they wouldn't normally be able to do. Right. When they're filming a TV show or conducting a, a residential investigation. It's a time when we can say, hey, we don't know what's going to happen when we put this group of people with this mixture of energy together yep. let's experiment let's see so yeah everybody's psychic energy and imprint definitely changes you know the environment that you're in so it's it's going to be a lot of you fun mix certain people together you never know what's going to happen you mix pizza with certain people too yes, you never know what's going to happen very true all right so what's coming up after four all right after four adams i will be at hawaii paracon july 13th to the 15th i'm really excited for that one because i've never been to hawaii but after talking to um Robert, who's running the event, I cannot wait. There's going to be so many amazing things that are going on at that event. And I am a huge history nerd, so I just can't wait to go. Um, I will be at Asylum 49 in Utah um, August 4th with the guys from Ghost Hunters as well. That's a Bright Star promotion event. Um, that's that's kind of a never really done before place. So I'm looking forward to that. It's like 200,000 square feet. It's an old hospital. Um I think I've never really been intimidated to investigate a place, but that place might intimidate me just a little bit because of how big it is and these stories that have come out of there. August 18th, I will be at Fort Mifflin in Philly, and that one I will be investigating with Grant that night. So Grant Wilson will be there. I'm actually looking forward to that because I've never gotten a chance to work with Grant before. That's another Bright Star event. And then September 21st will be Plymouth Paracon. Tim and I will be at Plymouth Paracon along with Doogie and Porter from Haunted Towns. They're headlining the event. That is um, that is another event done by Sam Beltrusis, who did Province, Provincetown Paracon last, ye- last May. Last May. And this was just announced this week, just the yes. other day. Um, and really, like, it's, you know, we've... We've only known that we were doing it for a couple of days before. You know, it was, it right. was kind of something that he's been working on and, and didn't let us know. Right. Uh, you know, kind of just like building the event up. Yep. And when I heard what he had planned, I was like, wow, that's, I really I, like the I concept. I can't believe that nobody has done it in, yep. in Plymouth so far. And him and I have been chatting back and forth with right. some ideas because I grew up in Plymouth. I know mm-hmm. the area and like I'm, t- I'm giving him like great, people to bring on board and he's mm-hmm. been able to bring them in so for those of you who listened to the show a couple of weeks ago darcy lee was our guest right talking about her book ghosts of plymouth massachusetts she's actually going to kick the whole event off on friday night with a discussion about plymouth ghosts yep and then uh and then jeff campbell's going to be running the, the ghost tours i love jeff and if anybody that's been on any of our events that jeff's been there you know how Jeff is. He's just a great guy. He's such a cool guy, and he always has the best equipment with him. And and he's another guy who is always thinking outside the box, never wants to do the same thing that everybody yep. else is doing, always wants to find new ways and new approaches. And we've investigated with him a bunch of times, but mm-hmm. always in other places. I'm excited to be hanging out with him in his yes. town where he does his thing. Yep. I and can't wait. I can tell you that I I I don't know if has Sam announced any of the locations yet for the investigation. I don't think so. All right. I think he's just announced that there will be an investigation. Let's look can, at the website quick. Hold on. All right, you go I ahead. Don't wanna, I'm I'm, I'm going to give at least I'm going to give at least a little bit of a tease. Are you? Can okay? you? I can't. Are you sure? Because I can tell you that a lot of the places that we're going to be investigating for Plymouth Paracon are yeah. all in the downtown area. 
are all within walking distance of the John Carver Inn, which is where the event's going to be held, which is haunted. No info out yet. It's haunted unto itself. So you're going to be able to just park your car at the John Carver Inn and spend the weekend and not have to leave beyond right, downtown pretty Plymouth. much walking everywhere. And yeah, you'll be able to walk everywhere. I do I do want to run a little field trip. Okay. And I I told I told Sam this last night. You know, Friday night they're having the the kickoff party. Right. Everybody's going to probably have some drinks and have some fun, but when that winds down, I might take a group. Mhm. On a 1-mile walk, less than a mile, about an eighth okay. of a mile. I'm sorry. Point zero eight miles. Okay. According to Google Maps. So you've done your research. <laughs> and we, we might be walking from the hotel to mm-hmm. the Forefathers Monument. Because okay. that thing creeps me out at night and mm. I want to bring a bunch of people really? out there and, and, and just spend some time out there and see see what happens. So that's it's, it's okay. not gonna be part of the investigation on Saturday right. night because it's too much of a walk. Although Sam and I have been talking about some possibilities that he might be doing for that as well. But right. um you know, it's 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 one of those things that we might just go off and check it out. And I know that I promised you. Well, I I said it on the live stream, and you got excited. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make it happen at some point over the weekend. We will go across the street from the hotel to, to. to the Jenny Grist Mill, and we'll feed the ducks. Perfect deal. Because if you've never been to Plymouth and you've never been to the Jenny Grist Mill, uh, there basically it's it's a pond. A yep. gri- you know, the mill pond is right there, and there's also like this little bridge and another little area. And so when you go to that little area, it's like completely covered in ducks and geese and everything. And, Perfect. You know, you show up there with something to feed them, and they all just come running. So it's uh, it's so a really fun. cool place. And if you're going, if you're going to Plymouth Paracon, yep. And you maybe you're just going for the day. Maybe you're going Saturday morning, and you're going to go through the whole event and stay for the investigation. There's a dinner break. There's a mm-hmm. lunch break, and you're looking for a place to go out and get something to eat. There's a lot of great restaurants in downtown Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Many of them within walking distance. But you could also just walk across the street to the grist mill and have a picnic. Yep. They have plenty of picnic areas over there That's too. Awesome. So, you know, it's a, it, it's. Really, I can't wait to be there. Anybody that buys, to, and you got to get tickets now because these things are actually flying. Yes. So if you go to PlymouthParacon.com and get your tickets right now and you're trying to plan your Plymouth trip and you need some help, just reach out to me, email me, find me on social media, mm-hmm. and I will help you plan the best Plymouth trip that you can possibly have because I know it like the back of my hand. I'm a huge fan of Plymouth. I can tell you where to go. Where to, I can tell you where to get some barbecue. I can tell you where to get some Mexican. <laughs> I can tell you where to go to get good Chinese. Whatever it is that you're Perfect. looking for while you're down there. There's great Thai restaurants. Mm-hmm. Matt and I went to a Thai restaurant down there one time for a dine-out review that was fantastic. So there's, you know, it, it's when you go to this, it's going to be so much different than Provincetown. Provincetown yes. is a great town, but it's also a place that's very limited. Yes. You know, you're kind of stuck there. And when you're stuck there and not everything is open, it it's kind tough. of limits what you right. can do. Plymouth in September is going to be just booming. Yep. And everything's going to be open. You're going to be able to. I think the Mayflower will be back. Well, I hope so. It's. I, it might not be, because it's being refurbished in time for the uh, 400th. On. Has uh, it already been that long? Uh, and, well, well, yeah, 2020. Yep. Since you know 1620, but uh, you know the Mayflower may be back. I don't. I don't think it will be, but it could be. The Rock is within walking distance. Yep. Although it's not the real Rock. And then. You know, what? I asked Jeff that. It's. It's not. But he told me it is. It's not the real rock. He told me it is. Nope. They decided in, in I want to, I don't remember the exact year. I don't want to give it away. I, I don't want to um, say and have it be the wrong thing. But they decided at one point that it was the most likely rock that they stepped on. 
Okay. Because of where they found it and, and it fit the description. So they said, this is probably the rock. Jeff was telling me that it, it's the real rock, but what happened was at one point that they were chipping off pieces and giving it to people. It, it was a lot bigger originally, yep. yes. And then um, they realized that they weren't going to have anything left if they continued to do that. So that way they kind of encased it and left it there. So it is the rock. It's just a little smaller. But they're not positive it's definitely the rock. Right. Wasn't, but, it, wasn't it in the 70s they put a new rock? Because it's... I don't know. I thought I thought there was some Native American uh, protests and things, and it was it disappeared. The old rock disappeared. They like carried the rock away. I don't know. Weird. Oh, rocks are heavy. Hmm. Somebody would have caught them doing that. I would think. I mean, well, it, that was back before. It was it was like in the middle of like Unless a park. Maybe I think rolled it down though. So I don't know. I don't know either. I always thought it was kind of weird that the pilgrims knew to land right on, you know, to step right out on the rock that already said 1620 on it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> how they how they know that already. I'm excited to do Plymouth Paracon. I was telling John, too, because my 10th great grandparents were John Alden and Priscilla Mullins, which were the first pilgrims off the Mayflower. And if you want to spend $10,000 a year or whatever it is, you can join the Mayflower Society. Yes, I could. It's very, very pricey. Is it? I've never looked, but I Well, um, it, when we're there, I'll show you the headquarters. I have to pay just to get my, my papers, too, for the... The Alden Society. To get your purebred papers from yeah. the AKC. I will take you down to where the, the Mayflower Society's headquarters yep. are. And when you see the building, you'll be like, oh, that's why they charge so uh, much. they got to okay. maintain that place. But it's uh, it's actually right across from the Spooner House Museum, yep. which is where uh, Abigail Townsend's ghost is uh, said to haunt. So uh, w- there'll be so much stuff to talk about with Plymouth coming up. Uh, so that's, that's awesome as well. And then uh, anything planned after Plymouth? After Plymouth, I will be back in Sleepy Hollow for the Festival of Witches on the weekend of October 20th. And then after that, November 9th weekend, you and I will be down for Haunted Bourbon in New Orleans. That is, um, I'm excited because this is like one of the few times I've been to a place mm-hmm. that you guys haven't been and that I can actually kind of feel like right, I'm a bit awesome. of a tour guide. Right. But I can't wait for that. I'm really excited because I trust you and I'm not really sure why I do, but I do. So it should be interesting. Well, nothing <laughs> bad can happen to you in New Orleans. So No. No. <laughs> like Matt's laughing like, yeah, Everybody okay. is so nice down there. Although I just, I read a post from, there's a paranormal related person who moved down there and is very much not happy with people in New Orleans and was, was complaining about it. But I was like, that wasn't my experience at all. I thought everybody was the nicest people in the world. Hmm. Maybe it's because I was a tourist and I wasn't a resident. Yeah, maybe. Or because you were drinking. Everybody was so nice. And I'm just talking the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everybody holding the door and just saying hi to you when they saw you on the street. It's just a great place, a great vibe, a great atmosphere. And if you've ever been thinking about going to New Orleans and just taking a vacation or or spending a weekend, this is the perfect time to do it because this is only the second time they've ever had a Paracon in New Orleans. And the first one was the first Haunted Bourbon last year. Right. Well, yeah, last year because it's 2018 now. Yep. So like, this is the perfect opportunity to go out and check it out. And it's... There's going to be a lot of fun built in around the convention itself too. I can't wait. But you're not going to go to you're not going to go to New Orleans and not experience Bourbon Street, you know, not right. experience some of the, the the fun that can be had down there. And so uh, I think this this might be an event where like the whole spooky crew. Hmm. Well, I could actually see Moniz trying to go down for this one too because I don't think he's ever been. Well, in that case, I'll be in my hotel room the whole time. No, no, Moniz will be fun <laughs> walking down Bourbon Street together. Think so? I've seen him. We can uh, drink a whole lot before. We can just if we can just leave him on the street mm. with uh, with Darth Vader. Darth right. Vader. You never saw my uh, my Instagram videos last year. When, I don't know if I did. When Darth Vader was dancing in the street, 
Was the the Homer Simpson there? I did not see Homer. <laughs> no. There was a uh, when I went. There was a a Homer a. Uh, well, we're on YouTube, right? Yeah. 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 He was uh, masturbating. Stop uh, it. Homer Simpson. He had a diaper on, and his just hand was just what? constantly down his diaper. I totally hope we <laughs> run into that guy. <laughs> I, think, gonna, I have I'm a picture gonna, of him somewhere. I'm going to buy yeah. that guy a fishbowl, and, <laughs> and and we're going to go off a pole boys together. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of pole boys, I cannot gonna... wait to to watch John Brightman eat his first pole boy. Oh my goodness! Stephanie's going to eat one too. No. Yes, we're going to find one. We're going to find one that has ingredients in it that you like. I don't know. I just don't know. It's just a sandwich. I don't know how I feel about this. It's just a big messy sandwich. I don't. I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know if I like messy. Do you, do you, you eat you tacos. Like, you, you like hot <laughs> no. stuff, right? No. You don't like not usually. You know, all right, because you got to put hot sauce on a po' boy. Do you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm really. I'm looking forward to trying to meet up with Dark Waters while we're down there too. That's a definite. That's definitely. I'm so happening. excited he, for that. He promised us that if we he get did, down there, but we're actually going now. So. Yeah. So now he's like, oh, we have to reach out to him. Like, damn, I wasn't counting on them actually making it down. Right. But we're totally gonna have to hang out with Dark Waters because he told us he would tell us all the best places to go. He did in for real po boys and, right. and and for gumbo and and um, yep. The one thing that you can't let me forget. Okay. Is we have to go have breakfast at Cafe Du Monde because I missed it okay. last time I was in. All right, well, we can do that. That is the place to go for beignets. All and, right, and I think you, I think beignets are something that you would like. Okay. What's the uh, what's the what's the Portuguese one? Malasadas. Yes. You like those? I think that's I a, it's I've a little had. different, isn't it? But you like the uh, it's the idea. It's basically it's a donut. It's, it's fried. It's fried dough covered in sugar. In oh like yeah, powdered sugar. I'm that's, for that. that's a beignet. But even though I don't really need to gain any more weight, but cafe. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> you don't understand. This is New Orleans. <laughs> Like you're gonna gain you're weight. You're gonna throw it all up. It's fine. It's oh it's God. it's a good. That's true. You probably will. That's oh, true. You so probably funny. will because you will get you so overeat, you'll you drink, get so drunk that you can't right resist the urge to throw up. Awesome. And then you'll feel bad because you'll be like, oh, but that's all my great New Orleans food that I had all in front of me. Oh my then you'll be like, but I don't feel so bad because you know a fish bowl is only ten bucks and five bucks for a refill. Yep. True. So, yeah, that's gonna be quite the excursion, <laughs> and. uh I already, I already told um, when we were discussing it. Yep. And and we were talking about all the plans, and Sasha was talking about like how they wanted to do that. They're adding the pub crawl mm-hmm. aspect to it and all that stuff. I said, listen, I am there to do whatever you need me to do. Yep. Whatever you want for me, except I just got I just need one night where I can just go get trashed. One night you get trashed, huh? And she said, no problem. We can make that happen. <laughs> Sasha so, is awesome. I've been talking back and forth with her for months now. She is great. And I, I can't wait to just get I'm, down there. I'm sorry that the last time I was there, I didn't get to meet up with her. Right. Because uh, we, we've been friends through right. social media yep. for years. And, uh, and, and you know, we never get the chance to actually be at the, anything at the mm-hmm. same time. So one thing we should work on is we should get to Kentucky because we have a lot of fans in Kentucky. We do. We have and a, I've, a new listener you know, listening from Kentucky today. I've been trying to get to Kentucky for the past year. And uh, there was there was a trip that was going to be this November, but that's fallen through. Yeah, or September. September. But it's all right because we're booked now that weekend anyway. But well, yeah, you and I were going to go down. Um, I I've been trying to get booked for this certain Paracon down there that refuses to answer my emails. Well, I just and wanna, anybody else's emails. <laughs> I just I just want to go because we have a new listener who doesn't doesn't you know it's disappointed to tune in and we don't have Massachusetts accents. Really? So, 
I said, well, you can come up here and we'll we'll talk Boston for you. Yeah, or I don't I don't really talk we'll Boston unless I'm mad. If I, I'm mad, Boston comes out. I try to I try to not do it, but right. there's a, there's a clip of me. If you <laughs> if you go on to YouTube and you look up Mike Adams Sports World, okay, and with the guest Lyndon Byers, yep. who used to be a Bruins player, if you find this video on YouTube, and it's actually pretty easy to find, about halfway through the show they're talking about the Celtics, and Tim and Wareham calls in to talk about the Celtics, and I sound like the most Bostony douchebag ever. Is he really? And I had no idea that I sounded that way. I don't know if I was trying to do the voice. To like try to sound like everybody else so that nobody would know that it was me that called in or what. But <laughs> this is 18 year old Tim, you know, a couple months into college, calling Mike Adams Sports World and and uh, and and fighting with L- with LB about something. Maybe uh, maybe I'll have to. Maybe we could probably just play it on the show sometime. Yeah. If I had it queued up, I'd have to go through and find it. But maybe we'll, and you'll get to hear what I what I sounded like back then. Even if I go back and listen to 2006 episodes of Spooky South Coast. I'm like, I used to sound like that? Really? Like, I sound terrible. But I think everybody kind of feels that way about their own voice. Like, it's very weird to me to be driving in my car, coming to work, and I have the radio tuned into WBSM, and I hear my own voice in a news promo. And I'm like, oh, that sounds I don't like bad. to listen to myself. I know, but I've told you that you need to. Like, it's it's, nope. it's, it's a necessary evil of doing broadcasting. You have to listen to yourself and learn and, and pick up on things. But just hearing myself in that commercial, I'm like, oh, man. Like, why do I sound that way? Why do I sound like I'm nasally and right up against the microphone and all? You know, I find, like, all these little things to nitpick. But yeah. obviously they think it doesn't sound that way or else I wouldn't be running the promo. Well, I sound like a mouse, so. That's true. You do. Thank you. You're uh, so kind. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why you would think you sound like a mouse. I do. You don't at all. Uh, so that's a you know we've got a full slate of stuff coming up and 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 as we said you know we just we wanted to let everybody know what's going on so you can plan your paranormal year. Yep. There will be other events that pop up throughout the course of the year, other things that we're doing, and you know not everything is about coming to a big nope. investigation or coming to a big paracon. There's going to be a lot of little smaller things that we do. You'll be teaching classes throughout yep. the year at your shop. I and already have a bunch planned. So there's you know it's just a variety of different things. We just want to get out and see as many of our friends and, and, and listeners as we can. So that's that was our goal with this year is kind of getting out more. Right. S- you know, spread the spooky word a bit, but also kind of just get out of our own comfort zone here because we do so much stuff in New England. Yeah. And not that we don't love doing things in New England, but there's just other places to see. And maybe going to some of these other places will give us thoughts and ideas about things that we can do back here in New England. I mean, so much happens up here because it's basically where ghost hunting really took off in the media and um everybody living up here it's it's easy to have all kinds of different events but we've had people for years ask us to really branch out and go into different parts of the country and i had that opportunity to start last year and now i'm continuing it into this year and i uh i'm glad that you are finally jumping on the bandwagon and doing so well now i have a job where i actually can right so. it which is it just works out perfect so i'm excited <laughs> to travel and i have more vacation time that right. I don't have to use that I thought I was going to have to save that I don't. So Right, right, right. So Weird. It, it all works out. <laughs> so it works out perfect. So I'm excited. So we'll we'll I'm um, really excited to meet new people. 
We'll certainly be all over fans. the place. Yeah. And yes, we want to see you at all those places. But certainly, if you're listening from somewhere else, come to one of our events, yeah, too. Like, absolutely. Come to something here. Come to New England. Let us show you around. You know, whether it's coming to Mount Washington or Fort Adams or yep. Plymouth Paracon or any of this stuff, let us show you around and, and, and let us be hospitable to you. Yes, absolutely. And if there's a place that you want us to be that we did not mention, just email us. Let us know. Yeah, we're, we're, our calendars are open too. Mm-hmm. We still have plenty of open dates, so we're happy to join in with whatever you have going on, or even if you want to put something on. The, the best thing about it too is, uh, you know, with us, like, you know, especially like around this neck of the woods, yeah. like we can travel to a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Like we're pretty easy to get to, to things, you know, where yep. we're close to, Providence, we're close to Boston, so we know we can fly out pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also quite a good amount of stuff that's right within driving distance of us as well. So speaking of driving, mm-hmm. uh, from Mount Washington, John's driving us up, right? Yeah. All right. I'm not driving. I don't want to. I don't. I don't you trust know? myself going all the way to it, Mount Washington. It's not a bad drive. I did it. No, no, it's it's not at all. It's actually shorter than driving out to like, uh, you know, heading out to. Um, uh, like North Adams or, right. or Lennox, one of those events. It's, it's only it's like actually, what, three and a half hours, right? It's about the same distance, um, but it's a much easier drive. But uh, it's basically all all highway till you get to Franconia Notch. If I can, if I can have a driver, I'll have a driver. But I will say this: uh, I've been meaning to tell you this. Yep. We might we might have to pick up a, a hitchhiker on the way. Really? Right. Because I assume it's going to be you know the same group that drove up to to uh, Winchenden? Winchenden together. Yeah. So we could probably fit this one more person in. Really? If we need to, right? There's there's room in the back for one more. Yeah. Okay. But where are we going to pick up the hitchhiker? Uh, we might we we might have a mama that needs a ride. Oh my god, I uh, I really hope so. She she definitely needs a well, like. Listen, she is amazing. She prefers not to rent a car if she can help it. So I right. told her. I, to- I talked to her I about would, that. I would find out if we can pick her up, and and, and it's going to work out. She's flying in in the morning. So she'll be she'll be waiting for. Her. She's taking a red eye. She is taking a red eye, but how's she gonna get back? Because she has to leave early Sunday. Oh, I don't know when. I didn't know when she was going back. Yeah, we'll worry about that. We've got plenty of time. I totally. I would totally vote to have her in the back seat with me. She's I'd, awesome. I just think it would be hilarious for her to have to deal with some of the stuff that we no no listen talk about. She did because she got stuck in the car with Porter and I in Tennessee. We picked her up from the airport and dropped her off, and then we drove. Um, the event was about an hour away. So that whole ride there, whole ride back, she's just, she's amazing. I love her. But we had so many laughs. So I'm totally okay with a hitchhiker. All right. Not the redheaded hitchhiker, though. Well, she, I guess she is the redheaded hitchhiker, but <laughs> not not the redheaded hitchhiker. No. All right. Well, uh, Matt, do you need to take a break so you can cut this in half? A little bit. A little bit? All right. Ready? Can we just freeze for a second? All right, hour number two of Spooky South Coast here. Tim Weisberg, along with Stephanie Burke on the Silent Assassin, Matt Costa. And uh, we just spent the last hour kind of giving you a rundown of where we're going to be uh, over the next year or so. Uh, there's been a lot of different paranormal topics that we've covered over the year, over the last year and over the years. Uh, we're actually coming up on our, what, 12th anniversary? Yes. That'll be coming up at the end of January. So imagine that, too. Like, did we ever think we were going to be coming in here for 12 years? No, we were, like only yesterday. We were told that if we made it two years, we'd be a success. And I think it was um, less than that. It was like six weeks. 
I mean, we didn't we didn't expect that we'd be here for six weeks. Right. We were like kind of like That's let's really just get funny. on there and see what would happen, and see if we can you know talk about ghosts and weird stuff for a few weeks, and if it works, it works. Basically, when we started the show, like we had zero confidence that it was going to be something they would keep on the air. Really? Yes. Hmm. We had zero. We were just happy to get a chance to come on and do it. Like we weren't planning like six months ahead, a year ahead. We weren't thinking about all that. We were just like, let's just let's get in there and it, do yeah. the first show and make sure we don't screw it up so bad that they, they don't let us come back in. But then, you know, first six months go by and then things start going pretty well. And it took a while to, to really kind of feel confident in what we were doing. But we said, hey, you know, we think we can keep this going for a year. And then we hit the yeah. two-year mark. And then we said, well, let's see if we can make it to five. And then five became ten. And then ten became 500 yes. episodes. But it was all downhill. Right. It's all downhill from there. It's, it, it has gone downhill. The quality <laughs> of the show has gone in the I, I would like to argue that the quality went up when I arrived. Yeah, but then it went down like, oh, thanks. recently. Thanks. So you started off well, and then, you know. Took a dive? That's where the show is right now. That's just because tank. I wasn't here for a couple months. Uh, I think it's more just because we stopped talking about uh, paranormal stuff, and we started talking about ourselves. And snacks. And snacks. <laughs> But, I mean, that is part of, you know, the the debate that we are. See, Chris Balzano spent years as the content director of the yep. show. And, and now he's doing fantastic with the Tripping on Legends podcast. And if you don't check that out, you're missing out on, on something fantastic. But, um, you know, he's put a lot of his focus into that now. Uh, so he's not really the content director for the show. He's still an advisor. For the, I, would, I would consider him our consultant okay. on things. Because we still bounce ideas off of him all the time. And, mm-hmm. and um, but... You know, he always argued with me that the show shouldn't be so much about the topics as it should be about our personalities and our take on the topics. And that's always been a fight for years that I've had back and forth with him because it has. I just don't think that we're that interesting enough that people I had the argument would care about too. us as much as they care about the topics. I mean, they should care about both because if you have a crappy host, then the topic doesn't really matter because I, it doesn't come out. some shows where they do have crappy hosts. You so. don't say. I've heard some of them. I've been on some of them. Right, right. So. I'm just kidding. Everybody that's ever had me on their show is fantastic. No, I'm not. I'm just not, kidding. Not, have me back. No, I'm not being. I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> I know. Like, I've never really had to deal with anybody that's that's a bad host, but there are no. bad hosts that are out there. Yeah, and you can tell because I haven't been on their shows that I feel that way about them. Uh, but there's been uh, so now anybody that's never had you on well, is not, definitely not going to have that's, you on. That's way too large. <laughs> this of a is net just to getting gasp. weird. <laughs> that's way too large of a net to gas. But uh, you know, we do try to ha- have some. <clears throat> excuse me, some personality in what it is that we're doing. And we hope that that's something that the audience likes. Right. I think just jumping into a paranormal topic and people not really getting to know us as people doesn't really fit well. So my argument with you was to share some of us to, God, when did we start doing that? Probably this past year. And I think it worked out just fine. I think people enjoy our personal stories and the the banter back and forth. Or so they at least text me and tell me that. So, hmm. but that being said, too, you know, there's there's many other topics that we want to explore this year, and I do want to get in depth with some of the topics. So, if there's anything that you want to hear us discuss this year on the show, or anybody that you think would be a great guest, just let us know. Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. Uh, there's there's show. Uh, just looking back at the videos, I was recently going through the YouTube channel. And just looking back at some of the shows that we've done and seeing like what topics people were interested in based on the, the views that we have. And there's, there's some topics that are just, uh, you know, you know that you can 
talk about this and, and people will be interested, people will tune in. But I, I kind of want to even be able to break it down even more. You know, okay. we said in the past, like, we've been getting too technical and too specific with things. Right. Let's go more broader and bring in more of a wider audience. But I think also there's a chance to really get into some nuts and bolts of things and really break it down and get, you know, like, so if we're talking about, uh, you know, hauntings, let's talk about one case and let's talk about something that's gone on in one particular location for a long period of time. Right. I, just, I think that our audience is savvy enough that they understand what we're talking about and we can do it in a way where, you know, if somebody's just tuning into Spooky South Coast for the first time, it's not over their head. So any ideas that you have like that, feel free to let us know. Spooky crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. Uh, Sudan name said in the chat room, where do you think it will be? Uh, like if you were on the, the air for 20 plus, 30 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus years, Scott Beeman responded with Tim and, St- Tim and Steph's kids will have taken over the show by then. My, my I, you know, listen, I'm going to tell you a story about that. My kid's weird enough. Like, uh, so, you know, Matt and I were discussing about needing to to have some extra hands in yep. here on Saturday nights. And, uh, and I had actually asked my son, mm-hmm. who's 13 and very much into, you know, photography and yep. video production Technical and things stuff. like that. I asked him if he wanted to come in and be Matt's intern mm-hmm. and kind of learn the video production stuff. And, and he said no. Did he? Mm-hmm. Why? There was a chance tonight because Matt was not sure he was going to make right, it in. And, I remember and that. You, you were under the weather and weren't sure you were going to make it in. Right. And, you know, and, and Moniz texted me earlier and said he wasn't going to be here because he's at a, at a work convention. So I said, you know, I might be alone tonight. Can you come in and just, you know, help me out? Like run the camera? Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk or anything. You don't have to be on camera. You mm-hmm. just have to help me. And he's like, no. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> if I was 13 and somebody said, hey, do you want to come be on the radio? I would have been like, yeah, in a second. No. He's, he's totally your kid. He always has been. Like, his personality is your personality. And it's so funny when you tell stories like that because it, it's almost shocking to you that you wouldn't expect it because you don't think like that. But that's totally how you would have reacted. I remember, like, I think I was about his age and uh, I was living on the Cape in Sandwich. Mm-hmm. And the big radio station for, for all the kids back then was Cape 104. And I can say that because it's not... Well, first of all, we're not on the radio. We're on YouTube, but also yeah. it's it's not a station anymore. There's there's a new format there, and and uh, and also a lot of the Cape 104 people were friendly with all the people that worked here, and they kind of you know worked with each other. And so Cape 104 was they used to do this thing called it was you know the top five at nine or the top nine at nine or whatever, and you would call in and you would get to to be the person to say what the number one song was, and they would play your voice on the radio. Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid and I used to geek out when I was, you know, five, six years old and I would get to call into Jim Sands oldie show. I think it was on WHDH and I would get to, to request a song and they, I would hear my own voice on the radio. And I remember that from when I was a kid. So I called in to try to be the person to, to say what the number one song was. And, and I got through and I got to do it. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to mm-hmm. be on the radio. And I got my boom box and I recorded it. And so somewhere I might still even have the tape, but mm-hmm. it's, it's me saying, you know, Hi, this is Tim and Sandwich, and the number one song is Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams on Cape 104. And so by <laughs> by getting to do that, you won a prize, too. So I got to uh, – I won um, – you ready for this, Matt? You, you ready for what I won? What's I up? won the cassette of Nelson's After the Rain. Really? Yes. It, remember the big box of tapes? Yeah. 
It yep. was it was still in the big box of tapes. <laughs> I held on to it that long. You've heard the stories about the big box of tapes. No. you never heard about the big no. box of tapes? Is that still around? I don't know. I thought you had it last. I, th- I gave it back to you because I didn't have room for it. Uh, I don't know where it is then. <laughs> it says giant box, like literally a giant box. A giant of box. cassette tapes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And it's it's gone through many boxes over the years because yep. the boxes have worn down. That right. happened. There was a, a long succession of egg boxes that we used for it. Like restaurant egg boxes. Okay. Like these huge boxes. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's like bigger than like, not as big as a regular refrigerated box. In between a regular refrigerator box and a mini fridge box, I don't think I'd go refrigerator box. It's well, not a mini, big, like it? a well, it's in between those two, like well, a mini a mini fridge, like a, a apartment, one of those little ones. Yeah, no, like yeah, I, that's probably right. That's probably accurate. Like like you know like an office right. fridge, like yeah, well, yeah, no, like a dorm fridge. Yeah, no, that's probably it's bigger accurate. than an air conditioner box. You think so? I think yeah, it was, it was massive. I think it was, I think it was, it was in an air conditioning box at one point. Was it? But so anyway, this is this is it's a big cardboard box of all the cassette tapes that I collected over my life. Mm-hmm. At least the ones that hadn't you know gotten all unwound and cracked and all that stuff. Yep. Like some of these were so old, they were the ones where um, they were the clear see through, like gray kind, but all the writing had worn off them, so you didn't know what tape they were until you put them in. Like there was a lot of that happening. And so it was basically, and, and it wasn't like they were all in cases either. Like some of them were just loose, and some of them were casingles. Do you remember casingles? Casingles, yes, I do. Some of them were casingles, and we had all of these. I had all these tapes that I would just keep in this box, and I would literally drive around with this box in my car, like in my '82 Trans Am. Just so you could switch out to whatever you with, wanted. With the box of tapes in the front. And I'd be like driving down the road with my knee steering the Trans Am as I'm digging through the box. Stop it. Trying to find what song I want to play. And and it was the big box of tapes. And I would bring it into the to the diner that Matt and I worked at. And we would just play music from the big box of tapes the whole time we were working. Okay. And it, when it got to the point where I didn't need the big box of tapes anymore because mm-hmm. not only had I switched <laughs> to CDs, but, but by that point it was MP3 and I was downloading everything that I wanted. That I, I said to Matt, I said, I, I, I got to throw these tapes away. And Matt says, you can't throw away the big box of tapes. Right. It's history. I mean, how do you do that? That's just terrible. Right. That's what he said. He's like, you, you, and I was like, well, I can't, history. I can't keep it. I don't have anywhere to keep the big box of tapes anymore. Mm-hmm. He says, I'll take the big box of tapes. Okay. And he did. And and didn't you like move twice with the big box of tapes? Um, yes. Yep. <laughs> I think you did. I think you moved yes. twice and took the big box of tapes with you, and finally, and, this- and then it was uh, it was decided that um, these box of tapes, along with a number of other things that I had, was no longer welcome in my house. It's <laughs> terrible. Number of other things that you had. Yes, it was oh too much. This is just too much. It's too much. Well, uh, it's a liquidation. A liquidation. So, so the big box of I tapes had, is. I had so much more cool stuff. Is somewhere. Then. You did. When, I had, when I had disposable income, man. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you were always a man of mystery, though. Mm. You still kind of are. Oh, yeah. But, like, I'll never forget the first time, like, I, I went to your apartment, and uh, I forget, I had to go to pick something up. Which one? The in Marion? Or? Uh, no, the, the, the Wareham one, the downtown oh. one. And, uh, and I had to go to pick something up, and you opened the door. And you had a sleeveless shirt on. And I was like, Matt, you have a tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had this tattoo for a long time. All right, yep. I was like, I've never seen you with, you know, a short sleeve shirt on. So I didn't, I had no idea that you had a tattoo. <laughs> it's actually 
probably very true. I've seen you with shorts mm. on, but you always have a sweatshirt on. Right. Uh, no, no. See, he would always wear shorts in the kitchen because, you know, we were cooking. Hot, yeah. It was right. hot. It, it was funny because he always wore boots with his shorts. Right, right, right. Like, but There's never been anything else but the boots with the shorts. But, but uh, usually has a zip-up hoodie on. <laughs> true. <laughs> can I tell? Can I tell the story of uh, of when you were? Can I can I mention the fact that you used to wear Jenko jeans? Are you, not, are, you oh, still, sure. are you not embarrassed by that? <laughs> they're making a comeback. Are they? Yeah. Why? They're, no, they're back it. out on the shelves now. Mm-hmm. So Matt wore Jenko jeans. And, and back in those days, if you're not familiar with Jenko jeans. You, I you, am, yes. They were like huge, wide leg pants. Right. And, and the wider, Ridiculous. the better. <laughs> and you, you had the biggest Jenkos out of anybody. I don't know if I had the biggest ones, but no, they were you, pretty big. They it was big. it was like yeah. a competition yeah. for a while with you and my brother. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. And you definitely yeah. had bigger ones than my brother. And one day you're this working with them. And, you know, they would drag all over the floor, and the floor was always terrible there and gross. Ew. And uh, so he was working, and, and, and it was warm, and he got pissed off, and he just turned them into shorts. I did. He just yeah. like did literally really? like ripped the Jenkos with his bare hands. Like he took the knife, like the kitchen knife, slashed down the side of him and just kept ripping until they got to the point where he wanted them. It was so funny. Those must have been very strange shorts. Which they they were um Jinko jeans had a, a lot of uh, air conditioning for the year uh undercarriage <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> so it must have been really hot. Like I, I'm not sure if I remember it. Well, no, I remember you. I don't cutting, know, remember I'm, how hot it was. I, I, I was saying, I remember you cutting them because you just took the because he took. He was not afraid of the kitchen knives like I was. <laughs> he just like took it and like just stabbed his leg with it and just cut down the side. I was like, "Wow, you cut your leg!" And uh, he used to like he used to you know the big kitchen French knives. Yep. He used to like juggle it mm. like oh, yeah. from the yep. blade like back and forth, and he used to do this thing where he'd put his fingers around the blade and just walk up to you and go. Ah! Like that, you would have thought for sure he cut his fingers, but he never did. And then that time, there was somebody else we were working with, and he's like, I can do that, dude. And then, oh, right, yeah. then he goes to do it, and he sliced all of his fingers. Oh, people are stupid. It's a bad influence. <laughs> you know. I think no. that's the best part of it, is people think you are truly the silent assassin, mm-hmm. and that you don't ever say much. But if they really get to know you, right. the day he it's b- awesome. The, the day he blew my mind was the day he did the devil's ashes. That blew my mind. Oh yeah, I can't remember. Well, I remember how to do it, but that that was freaky as hell. Like we should, we should, do it we one should, day. yeah, we should do it on the show one day. Okay, yeah, that was crazy. What is I was, it? I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of was like into magic for a minute. Till till then, I would, till I figured out like it was kind of lame. I like people who do magic are kind of lame. <laughs> You don't think so? No? I, no? I don't know. I mean, it depends on how cool it is. Depends on the magic. Well, I don't yeah. want to be the guy who shows up and be like, who wants to see a magic trick? Yeah, yeah, that's lame. <laughs> that's but, like, do you watch no. Modern Family? Yeah. Like, it's nice to know a couple of magic tricks, because then you can, like... Well, because it's fun. Yeah, if if you do, like, a card trick in front of a, a kid or something, like, it blows oh, yeah. their mind, and it's pretty but awesome. Like, but, it can be really cool, especially if it's yeah. something that you can't figure this out. One, I think I was just trying to pick up girls, I think. This I think one messed me up so bad, I, like, wouldn't let him not explain it to me. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Did I try it? Did, it? did I show you? How to do it? Yeah. Yeah, you had to because it like weirded me out so much. Oh, oh. <laughs> you like had to show me how to do it. So yeah, we'll we'll certainly do it someday. And we got to do right. the we got to do the octopus yeah. thing for Stephanie too. We got to get an octopus. What's the octopus thing? Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, yep. you guys tried octopus, already. Squid, yeah, but and, was, squid and soy sauce. No, we got to go down to like Kyler's Catch no. and get the actual. No, no, no. If you're listening, Kyler's Catch or or maybe the butcher shop. No. The butcher shop has uh, octopus, so maybe we can get no. one. No, I think you tried to do that while I was pregnant. Which is even worse. No, it was recently. Like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't because they no, were- No, that sushi place only opened in the last year. All right, so maybe not because that used to be a ice cream place that I still can't say the name of. 
Imagine if they had sushi ice cream. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't, because it makes me, yes, it's going to make me gag. Cool. That was terrible. Anyway. Ugh, gross. So, um. Uh, I've I've lost total track of where we were going with any of this. I'm gonna text Candace and tell her that you cool moose me on air. <laughs> uh, that also means something different when Stop. Candace is on the show. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so the uh, I, I I lost. We we were talking about the big box of tape. Somewhere the big box of tape still exists. I pro- if you don't have it, I probably have it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where because I I know I didn't throw it away. No, there's some good stuff in there. It's probably in my basement. And they're coming back. Tapes are coming back? Well, the kids like the tapes. The hipsters? They've moved on from vinyl? I think they, they, they call them millennials now, right? Well, hipsters and millennials are different. But millennials nah. like tapes? You know who I blame for that? It's all these sub-genres of that, uh, young people. You know who I blame for tapes coming back? Who's that? Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, yep. Really? Yep. Awesome mix. Yep. <laughs> they actually released that as a cassette. So I think that's it's what... A good soundtrack. It both, is. Both of them, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think they released it as a cassette and that made people want cassettes again. Cassettes were not great. Remember how no. much it blew our minds when we got car stereos that would just fast forward to the next song? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. How does that work? It's magic. It is. Devil's ashes. So <laughs> we do have uh, we do have some time left here in the show. So I, I do want to get into this. Uh, I brought in the World Almanac and Book of Facts for 2018. It's the 150th anniversary edition. And we were saying before that, uh, you know, we're the kind of geeks that just like to open a book up like this and, and just read random facts. It doesn't have to be something that we're looking up for any particular reason. It doesn't have to be something that we, we need to know in a particular moment. It's just stuff that we want to absorb and digest and read and, and, and do it for fun. And so I remember being a kid riding around in the back of my parents' station wagon because in those days mm-hmm. you could actually ride in the back of the station wagon. Right. It was I mean I still don't think it was 100% legal. Uh, you're talking about like the seats in the back that faced Uh no, the other I'm talking about like no, the seat was the fancy one. Like that was the second wagon that we got. Okay. Like that's when we upgraded. That was when we got the Chevy Celebrity Wagon. The mm-hmm. Chevy Celebrity Wagon had the seat in the back where you could face out the back window. Yeah, my mom had one of those. But I'm talking like before we had that, we had the, the K-Car station yep. wagon, like the, the Plymouth, the Dodge Aries or Plymouth Reliant station wagon, uh, which did not have the back seat. It was just a flat back. And my brother and I used to have to ride in the back of the station wagon like that because there were seven of us in the family and there was five seats in the car and then him and I would ride in the back. And it was cool because you could always like lay down and stuff and you know sit there with your, your headphones on and, and what have you. But I would sit in the back of the station wagons or driving around with my big world almanac and book of facts for whatever year that was. And I used to always <laughs> get them at like the you know Building 19. Anybody ever go there for books, Building 19? Yes. That was always the place to go. Like yep. If you were going on a car trip, you went to Building 19, bought a bunch a book. of books. Yep. That's actually where I got my weird almanac. That's the best place Which to go for that kind of stuff. all about vampires and werewolves. And I actually, <laughs> I used to open it. I'm, I'm telling secrets now, but my, my mother's probably already well aware. Every time I was told to do my homework, I would hold my textbook up, but I'd put my weird almanac in front of it, and I would just sit there and read my weird almanac. <laughs> and that, but that's what's great about almanacs is <laughs> right. you just can get lost in information. Yep. And anybody that knows me, like, personally... You know, you'll know that something that I'm super geeky about is trivia. Yep. And I've I've wanted to be on Jeopardy for many years. People have told me I should be on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. 
when we play. You would have uh, got that Gangsta's Paradise, right? I would have totally got that oh, Gangsta's Paradise, right? By the way, did you see that I made that my profile picture on oh, Facebook? Oh, did you? Yeah. I made that. <laughs> and you know why I did it, though? Because I started playing Jeopardy on my phone. Mm-hmm. And so now, because I'm logged in on my Facebook through the through the Jeopardy app, so now when they show my character on the Jeopardy game, I'm that guy. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it works out pretty pretty funny. The the Alex Trebek avatar thinks it's very hilarious. But uh, so, in, in you know, if... Matt, you've been there. When we play Trivial Pursuit, people oh, right, yeah. people either want me to be on their team or they don't want to play at all. Because <laughs> I make true. people angry when I when I know the. I can't understand that, but it's it's serious. It's, it's <laughs> right, like a right. serious thing. Thankfully, we've gone away from <laughs> Trivial Pursuit and we just play Cards Against Humanity all the time. Oh, that's fun. When we do family get-togethers, which is really hilarious when like there's four-year-olds in the room. I've playing. never played that. You've never played <laughs> it? No, no. Do you want to just if, if you need just. Hold your hand up, and I'll put the microphone down. I'm not not making fun of you. I know you're not making fun. It just kind of came out of nowhere. I, I just don't it. want. I don't want you to have to have a coughing attack and it, it have wasn't it expected. reverberate back in your ear. It's only going to make or you yours. cough more. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I didn't mean it. I'm used to having you in my ear one way or another. So anyway, so uh, yeah. So Trivial Pursuit was always a, you know, play cards against humanity. No, no, man. Yeah. You're gonna have to come over to my house and play, because we've got we've got a couple. Heard it's pretty funny. I like the uh, the company because they always do something crazy. They do, they, especially around the holidays. Yeah, they always have their big holiday thing. Did you see what this year's was? Uh, no. Last year it was they were just digging a hole, digging right? a hole for no reason, yeah. and they would keep digging as long as the money kept coming. Oh, this in. year, um, this year was great. This year they didn't they buy the property along they, uh, the Mexican and they U.S. border and along the border so that they, they bought could like not a piece of it, so there yep. would just be like one piece where they could build wall. the wall. <laughs> Which the the government can take by eminent domain anyway, but it was still fun. Mm. Um, but didn't didn't they do it and have every so he, the government would have to sue like every individual person? Oh, I'm was not, it, I'm didn't not they sure have like would. a lawyer or something? I don't know. They 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 made a trailer and explained it, but but it's it's still a funny idea. Don't they have a ghost hunter game as well? Do they like with the ghost hunters? The Ghost Hunters have a there's a or there's trading a, cards or something. There's a paranormal game that uh, that Brian Kano put out, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't I've never played it. Oh. Like the way I looked at it was I was like, if I'm not in the game, I'm not gonna play. It. Put me <laughs> in the game, Brian, then I'll play. It. But um, I, I can't believe you haven't played Cards Against Humanity. We're gonna have to hook that up. Oh my god, it's amazing. Let's do it for another stream we only show. It, but it's gonna have to be that can get crazy. That would be a good idea. That would be a good stream. Like, uh, you know, when we start the Patreon, mm-hmm. like, you could watch us play Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Because we're sick. Twisted. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, so Trivial Pursuit was always something that, you know, would be the go-to game for every holiday get-together. And it would turn into a fight because, you know, people would I, – I got accused of cheating mm-hmm. because I got accused of uh, taking the cards with me, like, into the bathroom and memorizing Seriously? them when nobody was looking. Oh, Yeah. There's been all kinds of accusations, but I actually wow. I actually learned so much of the useless information that's in my head and useful information too. Mm-hmm. But by just reading things like the World Almanac all the right. time, and this 150th anniversary edition just came out, and it's got all kinds of stuff. Now, anybody that has ever gotten one of these, you know that they have like the year in review. Well, they right. they update it with all the stuff that's happened over the years. But I just want to kind of open it up. And just find something, something weird. random. So, so for those see. of us that have never read it, does it literally have everything? It has a lot of information. So here's one. 
notable U.S. kidnappings since 1924. It's bizarre. So, uh, you know, well, you can look them up here by, by name. There's uh, crimes and assassinations. So who do you think was the most recent political assassination? When, you, when would you say it was worldwide? When was the last worldwide? most recent political assassination? And where would you think that it was? It's going to be someplace totally random since you already just asked me that. So well, I'm just it? looking at the facts that are <laughs> right that are available. I don't even think I want to guess now. Now that you threw that so second you question would, out, you would think like looking at some of these. You know, we have uh, we have Afghanistan, we have Somalia, we have Iran, we have you know this is over the last you know uh, ten ten fifteen years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Serbia, uh, we have uh, you know Czechoslovakia. So where where would you think, Matt? Where would you think the most recent political assassination was? Um, of a president or a dictator? Of of a, of a political figure. So any the assassination of anybody that's involved in politics. Um, I would say. Was it Thailand? Also a good guess. Let's see. Uh, let's see what the chat room has. I, I was thinking of uh, uh, Kim Jong Un's brother. Right. That's a good point. Uh, the actual list here, the most recent political assassination, June sixteenth, twenty sixteen. A member of the UK Labour Party, Joe really? Cox, was shot and stabbed in West Yorkshire by a far-right assailant. I wouldn't have thought the UK was the most recent hmm. nope. political assassination. But these are the kind of things you can find out in here. So, uh, and like I said, they have some of these kidnappings in here by name. Of course, Elizabeth Smart's in here. Right. Uh, let's see. What's some, some other random facts that we can kind of open up to? All right. Here's something about... I might have to break uh, out my Taco Bell for this. All right, speeds of selected animals. Seriously? Yes. What's the fastest animal in the world? Cheetah. How fast does a cheetah go? Was I right? Yep. Uh, 70 miles per hour. You got it. (laughs) I didn't know that at all, but okay. What is the second fastest animal? Ooh. By by this selected list. It's not... It's a selected list? Yes. It's not like it's every animal. Second. What do you think would probably come up next? I think I should retire as the best psychic in the world after that guess. We have uh, so. the pronghorn antelope. I was going to guess some it's type of 61 like miles that. an hour. A wildebeest goes really? 50 miles an hour, which is the same speed as both a lion and a gazelle, which is kind of funny because you watch those nature documentaries where lions are chasing gazelles and right. like one, either the gazelle gets away or the lion wins, but they both have a top speed of 50 miles an hour, so it's a pretty even match. Hmm. Uh, let's so see. That's the top speed. So what do you think is uh, the slowest animal that they have listed here? Well, a sloth. Actually, there's something slower than a sloth. Is there really? Oh, well, it makes sense. A garden hmm. snail. Oh, well, I was going to guess a snail, but I didn't think that was an animal. I, a, I guess it's an animal. I guess it I don't is. Know. Surprisingly, spiders only go 1.17 miles per hour. Not the ones I've met. I was going to say, they seem like they're going <laughs> a lot faster when I'm trying to get away from them. They're coming after me. And I'm trying to capture or murder them. Matt, according to this almanac, a wild turkey goes 15 miles an hour. Except for when I'm driving down the road and I want them to get out of the way. Then they go uh, go two miles an hour. If you chase them, they they run fast, trust me. (laughs) So what do you think is faster? A grizzly bear or a house cat? I'm going to go with a house cat. Bears? I feel like bears bizarre. are pretty fast. 
It was a trick question. Bears and house cats both go 30 miles an hour. Really? Do they have little races? <laughs> right. Like, how does this work? I don't know. We should do this. <laughs> Let's do this. We should totally put that all together. So a greyhound goes 39.35 miles per hour. Per hour. A whippet goes 35.5. I didn't realize that it goes that fast when you're sucking down uh, a can of... Oh, wait. I don't think that's what it is. But So the greyhound goes 39.35 miles an hour, but faster than that at 40 miles an hour flat... The Mongolian wild ass. <laughs> I don't. That's fun. I don't know that's what a, a Mongolian a wild r- ass is, but I. I, I Google just, that right now. I want one now. Google it. I want. I need to I know. Google wild ass. I'm going to Google wild ass. <laughs> that should go well. Mongolian <laughs> wild ass, no less. I'll just go right to images. <laughs> so, right. what do you think is the most? I'm bringing up. What's on the, the most popular dog for the last? Four years at least. Probably a corgi. Corgi is not on the list. Really? Of the top 30 breeds. Wow. I figured because of the internet, people love those That's dogs. True, they do. Those dogs and the their adorable butts. Stephanie, what's your, what's your guess? Repeat. The most popular dog, and it doesn't even have to be the most popular dog for the last four years, but this one has been. For the last four years running. What's the most popular breed of dog? Frenchie. Nope. Uh, really? Uh, a French bulldog or a French... Yeah. French bulldogs are number six. Okay, so they're on the list. And they were number six most last year, then they were ninth, and they were 11th. The past it's four been, years. It's been the number one dog since 2013. <laughs> I don't know. Labrador Retriever. Really? Yep. Still? Labs, and then German Shepherds are number two. Most Golden Retriever course. was three. Bulldogs so the German four. Shepherds would have us believe. <laughs> <laughs> Bulldogs were five. Uh, I'm sorry, Beagles were five. French Bulldogs were six. Poodles, seven. <laughs> Rottweilers, eight. Yorkshire Terriers, nine. Boxers, ten. So Frenchies have been on the rise, so I'm very surprised. I'm just looking real fast. I don't see in the top 30, I don't see Basset Hounds. I'm sorry, Matt, I lied. Corgis were number 18. Oh, really? So they were on mm-hmm. the list. I didn't realize it's Pembroke Welsh Corgis. Uh-huh. But I don't see Basset Hounds on here, which is a shame because Basset Hounds are awesome. But uh, anyway, so there's that. So these are just like some of the different things that you can look up here. I don't even... Do they have any weird uh, facts? I tried, I tried to look up like paranormal stuff. I couldn't find anything under that. Uh, topic, but that doesn't mean that there isn't one in here. Mm-hmm. No, there isn't paranormal stuff in here related. Do you know what the top grossing movie was of 2016? 2016? Yes. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what no movie clue. came out in so, 2016. Right. So, top grossing movie 2016? Yes. See, I I wouldn't know because then you watch like the the awards and stuff, and it's usually the lamest. Yeah, one I never know when movies come out. Is it like La La thing. Land or something? Nope. Fever Pitch Two. Uh, mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Damn. It was um <laughs> the other one. The number one movie of of 2016 was Finding Dory. Really? Four hundred eighty six point three million dollars hmm. gross. That's uh, slightly ahead of Rogue One, a Star Wars story that was four hundred fifty five point three million. So, Suicide Squad was number nine. That movie was terrible. Uh, just trying to see some of these movies and see. 
Tyler Perry's Boo, A Medea Halloween, was number 42. Oh, nice. So, I don't know why Tyler Perry movies are so popular, but... I don't know They're either. amazing. Really? It's so, a roller coaster of emotions. What's you the, laugh, meh. you cry. Meh. It's a move. It's a meh. it's a soul journey. What's the number one all time highest grossing American movie? Highest grossing American movie yes. ever. Ugh. Ever of ever. all time. <laughs> I'm gonna need to start cheating. Uh, I'm gonna say Wizard of Oz. Really? That's Maybe. a good guess, actually. Uh, um, I don't think Wizard of Oz is even on the list of the top wow. 50. I'm trying to think. I now. mean, you got to think too. A lot <laughs> of these, a lot of these movies that are in the top all-time grossing movies are all stuff that was pretty much from like 1994 on. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, I, I'm just giving it a quick look. It looks like the oldest one is Jurassic Park '93. Oh, ET, ET 1982. That's number 15. All right, give it to us. The number one highest grossing American film of all time, <laughs> Star Wars The Force Awakens. Really? $936.7 million, almost a billion dollars in revenue for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Number two is Avatar. Number three is Jurassic World. Number four is The Avengers. Number five, Titanic. Number six, The Dark Knight. Number seven, Rogue One. Number eight, Beauty and the Beast. That would be the live action remake. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Finding Dory. And number 10, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. I'm sorry. Uh, Star Wars, the original one, is 1977. That's the oldest one I can see on the list here. So also very, hmm. very interesting. Is that adjusted for inflation? I'm not. I think these ones are, yes. So these are just the kind of things that you can find in the World Almanac and Book of Facts 2018 150th Anniversary Edition. So you see now why I just sit in there and I read that? <laughs> I, like, I just pick it up and thumb through it, whatever whatever I find, I read. And then I regurgitate it. It's in, it's information that, uh, that uh, you know, you can just pull out at any random moment. Right. It's a good book to have, especially, like, in, like, it's a keepsake, too. So, like, ten years from now, you'll crack it open and be like, oh, I remember this stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember that number one, like the number one grossing movie might not be the same. I want to give Dog Girl credit for knowing that it was Labs. I was not paying attention when she was trying to say that she already knew Labs were number one. For four years in a row, that's pretty good. That is. That's a pretty good run for any for any dog. Especially now with like the way that, you know, millennials are buying dogs and like treating them like kids and all that stuff. Like they don't want Labs. You know, like you're not going to go buy a lab and dress it up in little sweaters and all that kind of stuff. Although Matt does put his bulldog in sweaters. I do. Even though she doesn't like it's a it. safety sweater. She, but dogs, there's one, one piece of clothing that dogs should have. One. Bandana. Bandana. Right. That's the only clothing a dog needs is a bandana. And every dog should have one. Bandanas on a dog make total sense. <laughs> like, I don't know what they do, but they look awesome. <laughs> There is zero purpose, but they look great. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's it's like a thing. They have to have them. Unless you have a St. Bernard, then they should wear the, the, barrel. Uh, the barrel with the brandy in it. So I, I, I've i met a St. Bernard once in my life, and I loved it. I, I wanted a St. Bernard more than anything my whole life, but uh, it would not be practical. Like, it's just mm-hmm. it's a huge dog. And so I met one at Edaville when I was uh, there selling my, my first book, 
and I spent the day like playing with this St. Bernard that was there for this dog show that was going on. And I, and I asked the owner, like, where's, where's this barrel? He doesn't have a barrel. And the, uh, the owner of the St. Bernard said, that's a myth. That would never actually work because the St. Bernard would not walk around with a barrel around its neck. <laughs> like it would just mm-hmm. do everything it could to get rid of the barrel, to break it, to knock it off and probably, probably drink the, the brandy. Mm-hmm. But every cartoon that I ever saw always had, <laughs> right. they always had the barrel so they could save you when you're on the mountain. See, that, threw, that story threw me off because it started off like a, a, a Craigslist misconnections with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, me and this dog, we were on the subway together. We locked eyes. I said, how's life? He said, rough. That's a very fetching tale. No bones about it. I'd be barking up the wrong tree. This is getting weird. This is getting weird. Well, this is what happens when you, when you come in when you come in with a, a show plan of let's just tell everybody where we're going to be in 2018 and let's just read from the almanac. So those that's like kind of a recipe for disaster in some degrees, absolutely in, in some senses. But people are entertained. I think you know we've uh, still got a lot of people watching in the chat room. They right. haven't left us yet. No, nope, they haven't. Except Scott. Scott's leaving us. But uh, other than that, nope, you know, we're, usually we're, does. we're doing pretty well. Uh, so I, I did want to ask you guys something too. Uh, I have this discussion this week with some friend, you know, just going back and forth with, with stuff on the internet and there's been a rise this year. Well, this past year in, in 2017, we saw a lot of it, but you know, we saw Facebook live kind of become a, a big thing and it basically brought live streaming video into everybody's hand, into everybody's pockets and it's made it easy for people to share whatever it is that they're doing. And it's also given people ideas about other things that they can do. So they've, they've gone into other video streaming methods based on Facebook Live. You know, some people are using the same software that we use for Spooky South Coast and, you know, for Spooky TV. And so people are kind of getting more savvy about being able to stream wherever they are. And with that, we've seen a rise of people doing live video investigations. Mm-hmm. And it was asked of me from some people online why we, when we do events, why we don't stream them online and stream mm-hmm. the investigation. And of course, the obvious reason for that is, well, because people paid to be there. So we don't want to give away everything that happens for free to everybody to watch if other people have paid to be there. And there is that whole paying for the experience versus just sitting at home and watching type of thing. It's no different than somebody who pays to go to a football game as opposed to somebody who says, I'm going to just stay home and watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was where the discussion kind of started because we were talking about all these different things that we're doing and people were asking, are you going to be streaming any of these? And, of course, we'll go Facebook Live from things and for little bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but it's not like you're going to be able to sit at your house and watch an entire night's investigation on your computer or on your phone. And so the question came up about, well, if other people are doing that with investigations, you know, will more people start doing that so that it can be, and not events, you know, I'm talking about events with us, but the yeah. question came up, but will more paranormal groups do this so that people can sit at home and watch the investigation and be able to offer insight or offer criticisms or just kind of experience the thrill of the whole night along with the investigators? And I don't know if I would actually want that to happen because even though it's 
you know, I watch video streams of people that I know and trust and work with. But would you want to sit there and just depend on everybody being on the up and up if you were watching a Facebook live stream of an investigation? You know, it's pretty popular. So, well, lately. So does the popularity of it make it more likely that what you're watching is just what it is at face value? Because more and more people are doing it. It's not so much of a look at me type of thing that people would feel the need to fake something on. Right, right. I don't know. Because, you know, a few years ago, mm-hmm. we were talking about YouTube as the place where people were going and, and sharing their evidence and promoting themselves and their evidence. And we knew that that's where television producers were going to try to find people that they wanted to put on television. They're watching YouTube and they're seeing these paranormal groups and seeing their evidence and seeing their investigation style. And they're using that as like a a screen test, an audition tool. And I wonder now if like Facebook Live isn't going to be where people are going and and catching this stuff. And by catching this stuff, I mean, you know, seeing people in in their element and in their investigations. But it just seems to me like it's so easily manipulated mm-hmm. that I would be just skeptical of everything that I saw. Right. I know what you mean. <clears throat> but you also raise the point where if everybody's doing it, like it's just kind of a thing to do. It doesn't mean that there's a reason to be skeptical of it. I mean, you can rewind that back to live specials that have been on TV before even, you know, just live on the Internet. Right, like live ghost hunting specials? Yeah, like when the ghost hunters used to do every Halloween. Which everybody was, you know, seemed to be pretty skeptical of anyway, just because they'd say, well, you know, if stuff happens over the course of this investigation, is it going to be because they knew that they had people watching live? Right. But I never really got the feeling going into that, like they felt like they had to make something happen. Right. You know? It's... There's some value in just having people watch and waiting to see if something happens. And if nothing happens, nothing happens. Right. I mean, I know you worked on um, the Ghost Asylum guys live, but I I didn't watch Actually, it. I did not work on that. <laughs> I thought you did, Mark. No, I it. did not. I did not have anything to do with Exorcism Live. You I get didn't. to. I get to. Okay. Wipe your hands, hands clean that. I, I, I didn't watch it, but I know that they did something live too. So, I mean, that was, you know, long before people were doing Facebook Live for investigations and different live streams for investigations. I mean, I can tell you I have zero uh, zero interest in watching a room and nothing happening in it. But it's interesting if you do catch something. But I think it's harder to fake something, too, I depending just, on how the setup goes. I just feel like, you know, well, like we used it for the Bridgewater Triangle investigation. And I think for like a one-time special thing, it works out well. I don't think I want to watch everybody's investigation all the time. Right. You know, just I kind of don't want to see everybody's results of their investigation every time either. Right. Because a lot of it does get repetitive, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Uh, but I, I see the value of it. And I do think that if, you know, if we were going out and doing an investigation that is not part of an event, that is not part of a, of a convention or something where it's just somebody calls us up and says, I think I need an investigation. And we don't usually do those. We usually hand them off to paranormal groups that we work with because they're available for the people, whereas we're not. You know, it's not really fair to take somebody's residential case and say, you know, we're we're here to help you, help you out with this, 
if it's like we can only make one time to go out there and investigate and then they need a follow-up and we're like, well, we don't know. It might be like four months before we can get out here for a follow-up. And so we try not to do a lot of that stuff, but there are some places. And I've had a few people throw stuff at me that I've said, you know, that might be interesting. Maybe some, you know, Friday night or something, the spooky crew gets together and we just go out and investigate together. And it doesn't have to be for any purpose. It doesn't have to be to, to put on spooky TV or anything. Like, let's just go out and do it. Keep ourselves fresh. Get ourselves back into the into the heart of what it is that we're doing so that we can investigate in a way that we don't have to worry about if we're teaching somebody along the way or if we're presenting this evidence to somebody along the way. There's a, there's a, a local organization in New Bedford mm-hmm. that has a building that wants us to come in and, and check it out okay. because they've had a lot of stuff going on. You know, that's the kind of thing where... It doesn't ever have to be known that we've investigated it. Right. But also at the same time, like, it might be interesting to put it up on Facebook Live and Mm -hmm. have people see how we do things when, if it was just us doing it. Right. Because, like, we go to a lot of events and bring all this gadgetry Mm -hmm. and leave it out there for people to use. But if we go and investigate this building, I'll bring it, but I'm probably not going to use it. Yeah. You know, I don't think I need to. So it, it, there might be some some value in that for us too, but I don't know. I just I feel like um, it's going to be one of those things where it becomes oversaturated, mm-hmm. where if everybody's doing it, people aren't going to watch it, right? Because there is kind of that look at me aspect of it too, mm-hmm. which turns a lot of people off. We do have a call on the line here. Let me make sure I get everything set up <laughs> right so it doesn't go to over the air. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Evening, everyone. How you doing? I am cold and tired. Well, I hope you're inside. Doesn't sound like it. Well, inside the vehicle. Oh no! Just hey, get- is is that is that the uh, the sports history the history of sports almanac written <laughs> by Biff Tannen? Gray sports almanac. Yes. Every sporting event from 1950 to 2000. No, this this is yes. not Gray sports almanac. Unfortunately, <sighs> I actually oh, I, I actually had I actually had a book cover. Of that when I was younger. It was like, you know how you can buy like book covers for your books at school? Yes. I yes. just happened to have a friend that her, her family owned a video store. And oh, nice. like we got like a Bill and Ted poster and there was one that was Gray Sports Almanac. Like just the, the oh, book cover. I feel like only a few people would probably get that reference. But. I think in our audience, a lot of people. Stephanie won't because she doesn't nope. watch movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess of a. Well, I won't say anything because I don't want to date myself. But anyway, hey, have you guys heard of this wonderful new live app that you can stream events through called Periscope? Well, we, we kind of gave up on the Periscope. <laughs> we kind of gave up kidding. on that and the Meerkat and the what else was there that was popular? Oh, uh, what was the other? it wasn't live, but uh, there was Tout. <clears throat> and there was, what's the other one that I can't think of? Just uh, Justin TV uh, live stream. But there was another one that was like Ustream. We used it on the USS Salem. Oh God, we're going we, back now. We made a video of it on the USS Salem. You you did it, Matt. <laughs> I use it. Uh, it was <sighs> Vine. Vine, that was it. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Vine's okay. dead now. So yeah. oh my God, look at this guy behind you on the mugshot. That's horrible. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> if you're going to take a mugshot photo, that's the one that you take. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I think a lot of those have kind of fallen by the way. And I think, you know, I think ultimately Facebook Live is going to be the winner. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because Facebook's so ingratiated in society now. It is. That and that's, more and more people join every day. And it's something that even even the older folks can can do. Yep. Oh, hey. Yeah. Hey, sorry. What is wrong with you? Oh, look at that. That's, that's a good mugshot. No, it's not. That's, a good, um, <laughs> um, that's that kind of mugshot that you look at. No, it's not. It's not. I think she's literally wearing a Hooters t-shirt. I think she got arrested at Hooters. Well, she looked better <laughs> with a bag over her head. That should turn me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully they leave it up on, on the screen long enough. I, I'm sorry that you missed the guy making the face. Oh, this, oh, yeah. oh, this guy is the winner. <laughs> this dude is eating a bologna and cheese sandwich in his mugshot. Actually, I How just see bologna. I just see bologna. I don't know possible? if there's cheese. They don't like right? have you putting anything anywhere near you. I think if you walk in, I think if you walk in with a bologna and cheese sandwich, they let you use it. In I the don't photo. think so. <laughs> it's usually quite a while before <laughs> that bologna. Right. That bologna sandwich is evidence. He's only, <laughs> yeah. he's only had two bites out of it. Though, Where so was he hiding that bologna sandwich before? <laughs> oh, this this, yeah. this lady looks good too. Don't don't they like take well, your fingerprints before your mugshot? Isn't he getting ink all over his bologna yeah. sandwich? <laughs> I don't think he cares because they probably found that in the right. cavity. So, sorry, sorry, Ross. Well, we're totally, we're well, totally talking all over you. They do serve bologna in the jails usually. Yeah, because that's well. the quality of food they have. So that hey, could be don't knock bologna. That could be, uh, could be what he was getting for dinner. Well, hey, my job involves getting a lot of press releases from the police and putting these news stories up, and some of them send mugshots, and we get some pretty, pretty funny ones that come in. I, I could point you to some websites, but I'll. I'll oh, I've. I'll I've, talk to you off air on that one. Yeah, I've been to some some of them. The smoking gun's a great one to see some funny mugshots yeah. too. But uh, all right, well, thank you for for checking oh, in, Ross. No to talk all over your call. All right, have a good one. When a guy shows up with a they bologna won't. sandwich, though, you just have to mention it, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see you later. Have a good one, guys. You too. Bye. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's definitely the my favorite thing I've seen so far in a in a mugshot, the bologna mm-hmm. sandwich. I mean, you see ones of people smiling. You're like, "What are you smiling for?" <laughs> you know, you'll see ones of people that are, you know look like hell. There was there was a woman arrested in Dartmouth last week, a, a homeless woman uh, that was wanted on a on a drug charge out of Rhode Island on a warrant. And when I got the mugshot, I thought that they sent the wrong mugshot because it said in the story that she was 32 years old. And when I saw the mugshot, I was like, "I think you sent the wrong person." This, <laughs> this, this lady looks like she's in her 50s. Like, nope, that's the right one. Man. And then there was uh, there was an I'll show you the there was another one that made Turtle Boy, <laughs> like, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is going up on Turtle Boy." I know it will. So I'll uh, I'll show you the guys that one off there because I kind of <laughs> missed Turtle Boy on Facebook. They're not back up yet. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that off. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we are just about out of time. Actually, we are. We are running out of time for this week's show. We will not be on next week because of the uh, Patriots game. Uh, it'll be both on the airwaves, and I have to physically be there uh, to cover the game. Oh, I know. Poor me. What a job covering NFL football for a living. But I will be there, hopefully eating steak tips, sending Stephanie pictures of my meal. It's a tradition now. I know. I, I involve Porter in it, in, in it now and you John. You did. Yeah. That's right. I didn't send you one of the last game because it I got wasn't there. that good? Well, I got there late. There wasn't that much left anyway, and even what was there was like, eh. <laughs> That actually started... I think when I was pregnant, you started sending me pictures of your food because sometimes it was really great stuff, and other times, if it was steak, you definitely sent it to me because you knew it was going to make me gag. Right. So, and, and now you just can't stop doing it. And steak tips were uh, steak tips were on the inactive list for the season finale. So, yep. I'm hoping they make their return 
uh, for next Saturday night's game. But anyway, so we won't be here next Saturday night for uh, the, the football game, but we'll be here after that. And, of course, we'll be closing in on our 12th anniversary show coming up at the end of the month as well. If you want to reach out to us at any point, Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. You can find us on Twitter at SpookySC. You can find us on Instagram at Spooky underscore South Coast. You can find us on uh, Facebook as well, Facebook.com slash Spooky South Coast. YouTube, if you don't subscribe to us on YouTube, what are you waiting for? Definitely subscribe to us there so you can always know when we're going live. And, of course, you can also sign up for notifications at SpookySouthCoast.com as well. Anything else I should promote, Matt? The vine. Uh, yeah, motor <laughs> vine. The periscope. Yep. Uh, well, I'm supposed to work on the Snapchat, right? That's supposed to be my... No, my um, no. Yeah, should we have that? I don't know. No. No. But if we have it, then we can have spooky South Coast filters. It's for the kids. For the kids. I got a lot of views on my... my I did a Snap story the other day of all my events coming yeah, up, too. And I got a lot of views on it, so... There is some marketing. I don't know how I feel about Snapchat. Presence in. Well, it's not all about boobies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine is. So if you follow mm-hmm. me at Tim Weisberg, you might see my boobs. All right. So that's it for the Saturday night. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll, we'll see do, you in two weeks. I do have a tendency to, when I take like filter pictures, like, uh-huh. you know, like putting, putting the dog filter on myself. So if I have a McTurtle boy, I want to make sure that I have. Do you remember when I first tried to make you take a Snapchat photo with me on, with the filter? Just. Just for fun, you're like, don't put me on those filters. Those are stupid. They were, they still are stupid. But you do it. But they've gotten better because as they have ones that promote things, right? Like they're a lot of fun. Like the ones that promote. Can't believe I ever hear you say that. But the dog filter one is still pretty. It's awful. I still, <laughs> I still do it. But I also realize that most of the time I'm sitting on my couch without my shirt on, so like you can kind of tell that I'm. That's like the basic girl uniform. Topless pics. That leggings. Leggings and no shirt. Pumpkin spice latte. Or the dog filter. Yeah, the dog filter. Right. The, if you can dog filter with basic. if you can yeah. dog filter with a Chicago Bulls flat brim hat. Is it, right. Is it basic or extra? Oh God, I don't know. I'm not that cool. Is it? I don't know. It might be. It might be extra. I don't know. I have no idea. You're gonna have to educate me. <laughs> well, I think we should probably just call it a night. Yeah. We're getting we- we're getting even it's weirder getting than a guy than, than weird. a guy earlier in the show. Huh? Weird. Why are you saying it like weird. that? What? <laughs> Why are you putting the emphasis on the H? That's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So until next time, for Matt, for Stephanie, I'm Tim. We want you all to stay spooktacular.